Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Hello. Podcast. My name is Mark, and I am joined by Miles, whom you just heard, Hello. and also by Jackie. Hello, Jackie, everyone. who is very puzzled by the Gorilla Glue that's on our podcast yeah, table. Yeah, what's that doing there, Mark? Uh, I was keeping some of the uh, the soundproof foam back on the wall because okay. it fell off. Got it. Not directly to the wall. Don't worry. I have not super glued anything directly to our painted walls. Uh, great. Uh, we are a podcast of three 30-somethings who used to watch anime and have been trying to understand it once again through JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's what I've decided we're about. Okay. And uh, it's not really true. <laughs> it's it's true that we used to watch more anime and then we just recently started watching JoJo's and it has caused us to a little bit relapse into watching anime, but we're old and sort of like, what is this shit? We are a podcast of Mark and Mark's wife and Mark's friend who were roped into a JoJo's podcast because JoJo is cool, and now we have to watch other anime. Roped into <laughs> is really not characteristic of how we were, this happened. We were we signed up every, for... Every week you're roped into it. We signed up for a JoJo's podcast, and now we're just along for the ride. Listeners, write <laughs> in if you want it to just be Mark in a room alone talking about anime <laughs> that, uh, that you uh, suggest that we watch. People like us because we talk about other stuff, too. No, I, I appreciate that the fans who have recommended anime to us that I really like, that I probably would not have watched at all if not for this podcast. Yeah. Um, but there's also anime that we've watched that I didn't like. And yeah, that's same here fine but you got to find what you do like or find what you can at least talk about right because we owe it as show business baby <laughs> the show must go on we, we're here to serve the listeners we live to serve uh yeah so if you want to hear us talk about jojo's bizarre adventure fuck off no uh you can go to oh. <laughs> anchor.fm slash jjb pod and find all of our old episodes except for four of them which have been pulled for mysterious reasons probably because what? i used probably because i used copyrighted music um I have to get around to re-upping those and I'll make an announcement or something when I do that. And I'll, instead of music, I'll just make a bunch of fart noises with my mouth and be like, are you happy? <laughs> are you happy? Intellectual property uh, no, the masters. Listeners, the listeners can send in their own original content and we'll put that in, in place. Hmm. We could do that. Or I reach out to all of the artists whose music it is and I say, do you care? Or is it mm -hmm. your record label who cares? Mm -hmm. And if they answer me, then I, I don't know nothing else matters a famous person talking to me wow uh we also have a twitter uh which you know you know what twitter is if you go to twitter.com slash jjb pod i guess if you have the app you don't really go to the website just look up jjb pod on twitter we also have a twitch where we stream what might be jojo and what might be completely unrelated to jojo it's twitch.tv slash jjb pod i was streaming for the first time in months today I streamed some of all-star battle the jojo ps3 game and we had a good time um yeah i learned I still how about piss when you say streaming <sighs> what year is it how do you still like don't you hear about streaming like fairly regularly outside of me talking about it yeah and i think about piss all the time <sighs> great great uh yeah look we're all over the place as jjb pod this week thanks to a patreon patron we have a patreon guess what it is it's slash jjb pod uh, you can support the show, which is just nice and it makes you a good person, but you can also opt to pledge just one time, $15 or more, whatever, go nuts, uh, to have us watch an anime of your choice. And this week, while not specifically Iron-Blooded Orphans, uh, this is a result of a patron saying, hey, just watch another Gundam show. And so uh, at the behest of a friend, 
We watched Iron Blooded Orphans, a 2014 so anime. Go ahead. We have two people to thank this week. Uh yeah, and I think we we did also have one or two other people write in with their feelings on on Gundam. So, you oh. know, it's the, the will of the people have spoken. And we <sighs> did it. We watched Gundam. Are you happy? Yeah. I, I'm actually I, uh, happy. Yeah, I think this was a good Gundam. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there, don't worry. Um before we talk about all of the goddamn Gundam, uh we are going to take a stop in our mobile suit message, our message suit. That's good. Yeah, that's Gundam. good. We're going to get in our message suit, our mobile inbox. Actually, I'm on the desktop, so whatever. What These was are, the link up called? The, the I don't remember. Oh, like the, the Ayana the in their back. The Ayana Vajna shit. The the Yolanda Vega. <laughs> the um. Email of Vijnaya, I think is what it's called. We're going to jack in to mm. our Gmail. 400 people turned off this podcast, I guarantee it, <laughs> like uh, maybe minutes ago. <laughs> These are emails sent to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. I have not cleaned up the inbox in a while. My apologies. So I will try to find where to start. Aha. This first email is from Mikus. 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 The email is titled, Message from the Past. Hello, JoJo's Bizarre Crew. I have no idea what's happening with your podcast right now, because I'm on the 43rd episode at the moment. But I wanted to write to you for almost a week, because that's how long I've known about your podcast. Hmm. In that episode, Jackie asked Polish viewers to respond to you, so she could say the only word she knows in Polish. I'm Polish, so here we are. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, what do I got? Jen uh, Kuye. Uh, that means thank you? Yes. If, if I said that right. I only know that from Borat. Do they they say that in Borat? Borat says that sometimes to open his segments on the TV show. Okay. Or no, maybe he says Jendobri. Wait, is Jendobri thank you and Jankuye? Fuck. I only know the one word. Uh, uh, Polish, I, the Polish viewers write in. I also know that Polish people usually go by at least the people that I knew when I went there go by a nickname that ends usually in like Ek. So like if your name is like I don't know, like Darius, it's like Derek. Um or if your name is like um Shemislav, you go by Shemek. Those are names. Okay. Um I don't know why that it's cute though. It's like the like a uh, like the f- the familiar version of someone's name, and so we would go by those. We would call people those shortened versions of their names. Cool and yeah, John Cuyer is thank you. I looked mm-hmm. it up. I told you that's what it was, Mark. Did you? Yes. When was that? On this podcast. Yeah, like, like just right now? at the beginning. Like yeah, I was like, that's what this means. Like twenty minutes ago. 20 minutes Mark, ago. why would I say a word and like no don't know a word but not know the meaning? You look like you didn't know what it was. You were the one that didn't know, but I like said it was thank know. you. You look like you didn't know how to say it. Mark, I'm sorry that my like lack of confidence because I want to make sure that I'm, I don't want to like just boldly be like, huh, I can speak your language and then like, you know, say something like totally, f- you know, if I say it wrong, at least I sounded, you know, humble about it. Mark. All right. <laughs> I didn't hear it. Why are you so mean to me all the time? 
I, all I said was, <laughs> it means thank you. And it turns out I missed what you said, so I apologize. All right. I didn't hear it. The email continues, by the way. That was not the end of the email. I should have said that. Also, this episode is... Wait, Mark. The one that you... There was another word that you said that you weren't sure about. Jendobri. Okay. Do you know what that word means? It means good morning. Okay. That's probably what you meant to look up. I looked up both of them. Okay. Also, this episode is the fifth episode in the TV anime called The Dark Knights. Okay. So, in the fifth episode in the TV anime called The Dark Knights. Okay. So, I guess they got through part four and they were on part one. In this episode, Poco, the brat who spanked himself, joins the Jonathan's squad. Joins Jonathan's squad. Next three arcs, they did almost the same thing. Battle tendency added Smokey Brown. Naming the first character color brown is pretty racist. Stardust Crusaders adding Anne. And Diamond is Unbreakable adding Shizuka Joestar. I think Araki was aware of that, but I'm not sure why he kept adding those kids or why he stopped. Mm. Anyway, I hope you kept up the good work during the next 160 episodes. Miku's we from did, Poland. We did no not. idea how to say an S with like a whatever that accent is called. Is mm-hmm. it? It's not grave, right? It's the it's the up accent. Mm-hmm. Miku's, maybe Miku's. Miku's. I don't know. It's a crescendo. The I S has know. to get louder. Uh, yeah. So we did talk about it briefly, but the whole like adding kids thing. I think Anne specifically rumored the rumor was that shonen jump or somebody was like you should have a kid in 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 stardust crusaders in jojo part three and so araki added Anne, and then he had Anne go away because he was like fuck this and they were like no bring the kid back and that's why Anne comes back and then she does go away again um yeah i forgot about poco um i don't really care about Smokey, except the fact that he grows up to be mayor <laughs> yeah it's nice, it's nice that little he, trivia bit. it's nice that we never know what happens to the the rest of the kids it's just smoky that we hear about they just burn out yeah doesn't he also uh become abdul though no that's your oh, headcanon no miles <laughs> sorry for the spoilers everyone <laughs> i forgot about that i forgot Don't about i forgot that Kush. that was your and thing anyway i guess if your name is smoky and you have a fire stand that kind of works yeah. Hmm. Shit. Am I? Am I on Miles' side now? You're That's like right, baby. My, you've like joined the conspiracy. I've taken the pill. <laughs> the, I'm Miles pilled. Um. Thank God that's not true. Um. Shizuka Joe Star is like. I don't think that's the same thing because it's not like baby personality sidekick. Like Shizuka is kind of a self-contained arc. Uh huh. She is baby, but it's not like an annoying little kid character. Right. She's Bay. No, she's not Bay. She's Don't baby. say it. Okay. Bay Bay. Baby is not Bay. Mm-hmm. Diamond is not Crash. Uh, why don't you read the next email? Okay. Uh, oh, boy. Okay. This email is from Disney. Uh, and the subject line is response. I guess rant in retrospect to the Angel Beats criticism. Sorry in advance. This ended up being longer than I thought. It's fine. It doesn't look, very, it doesn't look very long at all. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> hey, everyone. I just finished your podcast about Angel Beats, and I have some thoughts about your criticisms of the show. Buckle in. Everything you said is fair and about how I expected it to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I get it now. Thank you for the podcast. Fun as always. Uh, P.S. Or is this actually the message? 
The podcast was a really eerie listen for me and makes me want to visit the timeline where I recommended Haruhi instead. Everything you mentioned was basically me a month ago. When I recommended it to you guys, I was basically in the same mindset that Tim mentioned throughout the episode after riding a high of listening to some of the soundtrack. I wanted to have you watch either that or Haruhi, and I settled on Angel Beats. I also thought that the no homo moments didn't age well and was a negative now, but I found all of the sexual assault gags in Haruhi to have aged worse. Mm. If you watch it in chronological order, there is a sexual assault gag on Mikiru in each of the first three episodes. I'd be interested to see if you have the same thoughts when you do get around to it. You've already told us that, like to look out for it now. I know. Though. Now we can't be like, nothing was wrong. <laughs> Everything was fine. No, I don't know. I'll probably end up being the one who's like, I, I just think it was a joke or something. Yeah, I don't I don't remember this, but makes sense. I don't me, remember me, that either. Me, me, Sorry, yeah. Mons. I said, I do not remember these gags from Haruhi. Because it's not been gags. a while since I watched it. Yeah, I, I would like to try it in chronological order to see if it is better. Um, but the thing is, is like, this is why they make anime openings and closings and stuff into singles, because the music does pull me in. Like, I just want to hear the opening, Hare Hare Yukai, and I want to hear uh, God Knows. But there's like hours of show in between that. You know, it's like you could just listen to the music, Mark, but I'm like, oh, but I want the context. And then an hour in, I'm like, this is fucking boring, which is like mm. how it goes with a lot of anime music. To that effect, listeners, let me know if K-On is a good show or K-On about the high school girl band because... Has no one mentioned it to us before? I, I'll have to check our list, but um, certainly not more than one person because I feel like I'd re- I remember it by now. But uh, the ending is Don't Say Lazy, which I didn't know that's where it was from, but I knew that song and it's really good. Uh, and it's in my head now because a VTuber, Korone, sang a cover of it uh, this morning and I was watching it. And so I've been listening to it. It's like K-O-N? Yeah. Okay. What uh, Can I give a... Uh, it is on here. Someone did recommend it. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh... I have a volleyball anime update. I discovered Haikyuu is on Netflix. That's oh. it. Yeah. I, I don't like the subtitles on Hulu, and the ones on Netflix are a lot better. Right. Yeah, yeah. Did we... I think we started on Crunchy, and we're like, this sucks. It has a stupid Aniplex logo, and then we went to Funimation. So apparently it's everywhere. They're really, uh, you know, bouncing it around to each other, huh? Good that anime is being set bumped and spiked no bump mm-hmm. bumped set and spiked served thanks for writing disney and for recommending angel beats yeah it was and fun for to watch not it. being it was, mad at us for hating it yeah thanks for that i was a little worried um yeah and i was glad to have seen something by key because again it's another thing where i've liked a lot of the music that was from key visual novels I had never gotten around to watching an anime. And now I know that Angel Beats was not the one that I would want to watch. But the facial designs, the character designs in canon look really stupid to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway. Next email. This email is from Pamela. Uh, The subject line is, you guys are superheroes. How do you even do this? Hey, JJB pod. So it turns out you guys are superheroes. Honestly, no, oh, yeah. s- honestly, no surprise to me. Uh, so that's what Pamela says. Um, 
So listen, right? I was on a podcast. Believe me, sir, it was not by choice. It was a final assignment for an educational studies class. The options were to submit a podcast episode or write a giant essay with proper references and citation. God knows I would rather die than to write a fucking essay during exam season. Uh, so uh, next option was to do the podcast. I was invited uh, to a podcast with two of my friends and I was like, I listen to podcasts more than I breathe, breathe in oxygen. Piece of cake. I learned the hard way that the same way you can't perform open heart surgery from watching 13 seasons of Grey's Anatomy, you can't be good at podcasting from listening to hundreds of episodes of podcasts. In the end, I got an A for this, so I'm super happy about it either way. It took so many takes to get a 30 minute clip. So again, I respect you guys so much more. I feel like I made you guys proud. Aw, it was kind of fun. Moving on now to the part that is hopefully more interesting to you. Uh, Question, how did you feel when you were decided when you decided to start a podcast were what was your inspiration were you nervous what would you have done differently also mark how much do you cut out in editing like usually how much audio do you originally have before you cut it down to episode size uh how do you decide what is unworthy to be published random question who paints dio's nails for nails for some reason i don't think he does himself something to think about have an awesome week and remember cereal before goes before milk. If you feel otherwise, you are the problem. Happy holidays. Thanks for helping me through 2020. Your awesomeness is endless. Thanks, Pamela. Yeah, Thanks thank for you. writing in. Pamela, thank you for acknowledging thanks. how hard we work. <laughs> thank you. Uh, mostly Mark. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. How did we feel when we decided to start it? I don't even remember anymore. I don't know because I feel like I, part of me would have just been like, this is really stupid. I'm very nervous and I don't know what would have made me be like, you have to. I think it was just that I wanted a creative outlet because yeah. I was like not doing anything creative. Uh, sorry, Miles, go ahead. I think we were nervous and excited. You could probably mm-hmm. hear that in the first couple episodes. Yeah, we were like, like, no, we were like, no one's going to listen to this. Like we're nobody's going to, you know, like we, we, I don't think we would have thought that we would still be doing this how, like four years later and right is it four years and actually like have people consistently write in and uh but yeah definitely nervous didn't know what the hell we were doing i feel like we we, we've gotten a lot better at it i've gotten a lot more confident i've said that before um yeah miles you were gonna say i think i've gotten more restrained Mm. <laughs> because of the remote or just in general definitely the remote has also put a damper on things because i i don't know it's i can't like see when you guys are going to talk so i'm afraid of stepping on you sometimes and i don't know like at the beginning of things i tend to be really excited and like try to like be impressive and funny and now i don't care anymore <laughs> nice sweet <laughs> we should we should try to make more sp- space for miles I so I, I do talk. I do more now. I watch okay. him and I'll I'll uh try to make a a moment for him to speak. Okay. But it just sucks because you can't see it. Mm. Um, I could probably fix that if you wanted. Mm. Um, but like fun. get a like a TV in here and just put Miles on the big screen. Yeah. Oh, well, I have an extra <laughs> monitor. I could just put it here mm-hmm. facing you, and then we're all Miles is just blowing kisses at the webcam. That's cool. <laughs> um, as far as how much I edit out, um. Eh, we take like a five minute break in the middle and then besides that i don't cut a ton of stuff some like weird false start moments and maybe weird like mouth noises um so i'd say i cut out about four <laughs> hours out of our recording session 
I think. <laughs> That's a joke. We do like five hours and then, no, I don't know. We end up with almost. You don't cut out that much. Not really. I cut out maybe 10 to 20 minutes. No, even that's a lot. Maybe 10 minutes. It's only like... What? Pamela, send us your podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to listen to the whole... Oh, how long is it, the 30 podcast? 30 minutes. Uh, maybe I'll listen to the podcast. In some ways, 30 minutes is harder to hit depending on what you're talking about because if you have to be like, shit, I need to stop talking now Yeah. to cram it in, then you have to stop and actually write it out, which is like... Pfft, yeah. For losers to like write out things before talking. You shouldn't yeah. do that. It's like when I have to do a presentation and it's like, okay, you have like, you have to fill like five minutes in a presentation or something. And like, I, if I don't practice, then I end up like starting to talk. I'm like, okay, I could just riff off of this thing. And then I riff off of it. And then I'm like, oh no, I can't get back to, I can't get back to relevant, like what it's supposed to be about in order to like make the next slide make sense. And then I have to like, and then you just end up talking way more. Yeah. Um, and then it, and then you run out of time. I've, I've been... We don't really have a time limit for this podcast. We just talk until no. we until we get tired. <laughs> it's usually like I feel bad keeping you guys up because you work early in the morning, especially when there was commuting, when my spine starts to hurt pretty bad. <laughs> and when I can tell that Jackie is just like done. I'm also just like when you're like, we don't eh, need to whatever. be here that long. I got other things to do. I yeah. have other things I want to do in my life, you know? Right. Anyway. Um. <laughs> But nice job on the on the assignment. I'm I'm glad you got an A, and we are proud of you. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Good job. Keep getting A's. Keep getting A's yes. and working hard. Yeah, you definitely think about anime uh, a good amount to the point where you're probably an introspective person or someone who approaches things with a analytical lens, and people might find that interesting. So if that's like the beginning of uh, like a a want or something, like if that's like you want to express yourself, then I encourage that. Ooh, Mark reading between the lines. You I didn't catch that. that, but it's possible. Well, she asked good questions too. It, but I know, but it's possible that Pamela was asking so that like, or just because Pamela wants to start a podcast. Maybe. You should do it. What if what if she does send the pod and then it's just like, rah, 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 <laughs> like it's just people making scratchy throat noises for 30 minutes and it's like, oh, I take back everything. Well, then, then I don't know. As far as this who paints is, Dio's nails. Um, not for me, but... <laughs> good recording time. Uh, the audio is uh, clean. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I decide what's unworthy, I cut out the break. I cut out if there's any like weird false starts or we say someone's real name. Uh, yeah. Or if there's like arguments weird, that are stupid and yeah. they don't need to be in here. Or, yeah, or things get like too personal or too in real life, then like I'll cut that stuff out. Yeah, that's pretty rare. Um, as far as who paints Dio's nails, I have decided that it is either uh, a lackey like Nuke Saku or more likely, I think it's just some babe that he hypnotized, Mm -hmm. you know, and like before he drinks her blood and maybe has sex with her. I don't know. I don't know what he does. Mm -hmm. I don't need to know. It's not my business. People are so in love with him and like, you know, grooming someone is like a way to show like that's like kind of like a. It's a way to show affection, you know, like to touching someone's hands, like pushing their cuticles back, painting their nails, you know. What, Mark? The cuticles thing just felt really specific. And it's like how uh, monkeys eat the flies off of each other. That's that's a form of love. It's just like that. Or like, have you ever had somebody brush your hair? It's nice. He probably he probably also has people brush his hair for him. He doesn't brush his own hair. No. That's king shit, baby. 
Um, all right. But yeah, I I agree. I can't see him just like doing it himself. He probably like gets, he's probably like laying in a chair. Somebody's feeding him grapes and someone else is painting his nails. Yes. Okay. And you just read that one, right? All right. Because mm-hmm. this email has more Polish in it. And so I, I do not know the rules of, I meant to look this up and I did not. So this email is also from Mikus. Seems like they've been, Continuing trucking through the podcast, and the title is Christmas Wishes. Hello again, dear JoJo's Bizarre Crew. I listened to episode 51 of your podcast, and at the end of that episode, Mark said, Merry Christmas 2020. (laughs) I laughed at this funny coincidence and thought to myself that it'll be rude not to say it back. So, Merry Christmas and Vesovigo Novico Roku, Mikus. Is that Polish for I got myself a Roku? Yes. For Christmas? When do you think you said this, Mark? I don't know. And I don't remember if this was the same person. Someone else said that I mentioned 2020 in an old episode as well. I, I, th- I think sometimes we we will like shout out to the future. Like, you know, we'll say like if you're if it's Christmas now or whatever, you know, like, well, we're talking to people that are listening now at the time and also anyone who might be going back and listening to old episodes. And you used to do that a lot more i guess i don't know well what i can tell you is does that mean happy new year that's my guess it does Woo! it does mean happy you're I so thought, good at polish i thought the th- second word sounds like it means new nuego here we go ready let's hear it let's hear it <laughs> nuego <laughs> no viego uh novego roku Roku, probably. Roku. Vesowego Nowego Roku. All right. Vesowego. Is it a W sound? Yes. Yeah, it is, right? Vesowego. The, mm-hmm. the fucking L mm-hmm. that has a little sneaky cross That's on it. A... <laughs> well. All right. Keep sending us uh, Polish and we'll try it out. There's no anime on this episode. It's just emails. No. Uh, okay. We should watch. What's that anime? <laughs> what's that anime where... Uh, I don't, they're all like, it's all cutesy and they're different countries. Italia. We should watch Italia. We've talked about this, I Why think. Why not? It just sounds too, that sounds corny. I don't know. Mark, half the anime we watch are corny. Disagree. Okay, fine. Everything we watch is very serious and I think it's cute. Thoughtful. It's cute. And we have all listeners you from just, all over the world. You just think it's cute that the Italy guy says pasta. Pasta. <laughs> just that old meme from 10 years ago or whatever it was you have to be more substantive no if you're going to recommend that show all right miles you want to read this last one okay this email is from chad the subject line is do you think iron-blooded orphans are immune to anemia great mm. oh. let's hope he answers it I've been on the fence about watching Iron-Blooded Orphans for a while now, but thanks to you all, I can finally say I've watched a few episodes. You're welcome. I think I like it and will probably add it to the ridiculously long list that has grown exponentially as a direct result of listening to your show. I forgot to mention, if anyone is into mobile games, there is a Gundam mobile game called Gundam Battle Gunpla Warfare. You actually get to piece together assorted mobile suits from the various shows or can opt to mix and match parts to make your own custom build warning it is very free to play but you can still manage to do a lot without paying anything 
To bring back to bring things back around to JoJo, I checked out the my anime list cast info on last week's Angel Beats, and I only found one connection: Uyama, the young boy in the group with no discernible talent, is PP Boy Poco from Phantom Blood. Second mm-hmm. Poco mention. Speaking of Poco, wow. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know why PP boys me. Okay. And even though it's not a JoJo connection, the voice actor for the headband wearing mostly English speaking actor TK is a guy named Michael Rivas, who's originally from Hawaii. Wow. Shout Ooh. out. I hope everyone had a happy holidays or is going to have one soon. However you celebrate, please be safe. Mahalo. Chad. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Chad. There's that, uh, Christmas song that's like Makalikulel is Hawaii's way of saying Merry Christmas to you. I definitely butchered whatever the Hawaiian <laughs> phrase is. I'm very sorry. I've never heard that before. It's a cute it's, song. It's like uh, Zoe Deschanel sings it. Yeah. Mm. Kalikimaka. You were close. Kala, kal, okay. I can't do it anymore. Mele Kalikimaka. Wow. There's a Bing Crosby version of it. I'm sure he nails it. Oh, I'm uh, sure he nails it. Which does apparently mean Merry Christmas. I, I have to say there must be some interpretation happening. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's, uh, yeah, let's talk about Patreon. All right. <laughs> uh, we have a Patreon. It helps us uh, keep the show going. It is patreon.com slash jjbpod. I mentioned that there is a tier that uh, for 15 bucks, just one time, we'll watch some anime that you recommend, which is what we've been doing for the last several weeks and for the next few weeks, actually. Um, but if you can't give that much, we also have tiers for $1. That's just, that's enough. Okay. You are enough. You are valid. You are helpful. Uh, and we have a $3 tier where I will say your name with a heartfelt thank you like this. Thank you. Leah, Caden, Celeste, Austin, Tim, Tyler, Michael, Martin, Kevin, and Chad. You make the show possible? Yeah, is there anything else to say about that? No. Thanks. Um, oh, yeah. The, well, uh, the Patreon feed is where you will find um, extra show notes that I put down when I've had more time to think about uh, the anime, usually after listening to the raw audio. I also find Miles's newsletter, which consists basically of tracking down the uh, cultural references we make on the show. Much like JoJo, we have uh, seemingly out of place uh, references to other parts of pop culture and culture in general. And maybe you're too old or not from our very specific part of the world and want to know what we're talking about. Well, Miles has you covered on our Patreon. Let's take a break and then we will talk about the Gundam orphans who have blood from iron. Okay, as mentioned towards the top of the show, we watched Gundam or Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans which is a 2015, not 2014 anime. Who said that? Uh, that I, has run I think for, it was you. Oh, it has run for two seasons, so it is 50 episodes total. So even though what? I was enjoying it, I've decided I can't like it. It's too long. Um, <laughs> the catchphrase of the series is Inochi no kate wa senjo ni aru. The sustenance of life is on the battlefield. Okay. Uh, it is a... Kind of not standalone, I guess none of them really are, but it is a Gundam series um, that is set pretty far into the future, I think. I don't know. It is a mainline entry in the franchise. 
I don't know if that means it's part of the main universe line or if it's part of the alternate history timeline. Someone has explained this to me, but predictably, most of it has been forgotten. Um, it is also by Sunrise Studios, who have done a bunch of Gundam, including 8th MS Team, which we watched, and they've also done Cowboy Bebop and uh, a lot of other things. Um, and the uh, series, I forget what the title is. It's a weird title. It's like series composition person is Mari Okada, who also worked on shows like Rose and Maiden and Kiz Niver, which we covered a few weeks ago, maybe months ago uh, for the pod. Who can tell? Uh, who can tell? Yeah. And so the show is set, uh, well, I guess it's set on Earth and Mars, really. It has both as settings. And uh, it's about young kids, presumably orphaned children, who are beginning to fight and take their own independence as a group of mercenaries uh, breaking off from a private security firm that was full of assholes, basically. And we watched episodes one through three. Uh, let me let me ask you, Miles and Jackie, what is your general feeling on the show? Uh, you go first. Uh, uh, okay. Go. I'll go. I will say that I th- I liked it. I th- I think like the like ragtag kids were cool. It's like much darker than Eighth MS Team, mm-hmm. and even Gundam Wing. From what little I saw of Gundam Wing, uh, and I could see a lot of like the the themes that go across Gundam. Like it always seems like there's like an uppity rich lady, um, and mm-hmm. there's always children who seem to be in charge um but i also like seeing like the little differences like these gundams all seem like they're anorexic and like the gundams not the people they all seem like gaunt all the people seem like jacked oh okay um but uh like eighth ms team and gundam wing i found like the political situation at large like very very confusing oh yeah Absolutely. Uh, Jackie, how about you? What did you think uh, in general and compared to the other one we watched? Um, I, l- I thought it was good, but I didn't enjoy it. And that's a, my problem, not the anime's problem. <laughs> um, I thought the, uh, the animation was good. The characters were interesting. The world... I'm I'm interested a little bit in the politics there. I like the princess girl. I don't know if she's a princess. She's a noble woman. Whatever she is, um, she. It's interesting the kind of um, little bit of uh, what they're doing with her, like how she's kind of part of this, like the political action. Yeah. Um, but I do not care about fighting robots and i have a hard time getting into these worlds um and caring about the worlds and caring about the characters so i think i just don't like mecha anime i like things that are different (laughs) (laughs) so i think it's just not my thing but it it is good it like i can't really say anything bad about it it just i found it boring but Mm. that's not the anime's fault yeah, I think you, know? you and I both, for the first half or so, at least for me, it ended in the in that first half 
but definitely the first half of episode one, our eyes were glazing over because mm-hmm. they were just in, they were introducing ideas and characters and politics left and right really fast. Miles, did you have a Miles fatigue, um, world building fatigue ma? Did you have any issues understanding what was happening and getting up to speed? Yeah, I had no idea what was happening. And I, even after three episodes, I still don't really know. So I'm glad that you guys also don't know. Because I was wondering if it was like just bad subtitling. Because I, I also felt like people were saying things in a confusing way too. Mm, maybe. I I know that I, I, I always pay attention to dialogue subtitling and I didn't, nothing really jumped out to me conversationally or idiomatically as being wrong. But it's possible, you know, because sometimes for the purpose of subtitling they want to simplify things but in a show like this you don't want to do that especially Mm -hmm. with a really uh what do you call it uh dense episode like this one um but yeah i felt like i just paused to think about something for a moment and then i realized like oh shit what do they say they're sending her to, to earth as an ambassador for mars's independence movement so i did go ahead and i read a little bit of uh i forget which wiki if it was wikipedia or a fan one to kind of get a more solid understanding of what was happening. Um, But uh, I didn't read any spoilers. I think it just kind of recapped the episodes. Basically, this is not part of the main Universal Century series. A lot of them aren't. This is its own thing, which is post-disaster. And I couldn't figure out if the disaster they talk about, which is the Great Calamity War 300 years prior, if that was ever talked about in a different Gundam series. Like if this is the what if after something else. I don't know. So maybe it's not super far in the future. It's just a different timeline or idea, whatever. But uh, so there's, you know, Earth and there's also the Mars colony, which was it was colonized by Earth and cut up into four economic quadrants or something. And uh, I guess they did it fucked up and there's just a bunch of poverty. Uh, so nothing like Earth. Um, <laughs> and so they're uh, they're suffering on there and they want to break free and be an independent um, planet, basically. Um, and so the plot kind of starts with this noble woman is going to go to Earth to speak with people on that planet to uh, try and negotiate getting Mars independence. And a team of uh, mercenaries or, well, this security firm that seems like they're a private company, but they're from the same region, Crease, I think. C-H-Y-R-S-E. Uh, Q, kid from Angel Beats coming out and saying, please call me Christ. Uh, <laughs> they're there to escort her. But they're a bunch of assholes and kind of like the lowest rung of the ladder are these kids who are poor and have had experimental surgery that lets them kind of jack in like the matrix to the Gundam interface or they don't really have Gundams at first. They just have these like industrial sort of machine robots that are just for doing menial labor. Um, so, you know, they live very um, precarious lives and uh, they're supposed to escort this woman and there's some kind of political uh, plotting or sabotaging going on where... Um, they wanted to kill her, basically. They wanted her to die so that she could be a martyr to her people and the war would never end. Right, right. That's what it is. Because it's, the, I don't know if it's the military or another private faction, but they're called Gallerhorn and they're from Earth and they wanted to kill her. Uh, I guess maybe they thought that she would bring peace or either way, it's like they didn't want Mars to be independent. Mm-hmm. So they were going to kill her. Um, and she's the leader of the independence movement. Oh, okay. 
I thought yeah. she was just like a person that they well, knew she, would be. She is a leader. Like she is someone who speaks out for independence. Okay. And I, I like her character and I'm interested to see what happens with her because she's definitely like an Ojo Sama who's trying to be like, I'm just like one of you. And they're like, bullshit. No, you're not. Yeah. And she, she wants gets, to be helpful. She gets a rude awakening. But she's she's also not ready to just relegate herself to do like, like, well, I'm going to do a bunch of paperwork then. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to help in my own capacity. I'm going to bake the bread or some shit. She is like, what will it be like when I get a Gundam? And mm-hmm. they're like, uh, what? So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. It sounded like they talked her out of it. <laughs> well, they talked her out of getting the surgery that lets her interface with the ancient or whatever Ayana Ayana Badana um, interface. She doesn't. She wanted to get the surgery mm-hmm. to get like the jacks in your backs. The um, Amelia Bedelia surgery. The Amelia Bedevil, yeah, evil can evil surgery. Um, they do live stuntman lives. Um, but they're like, yeah, don't do that. Ten of us got the surgery, and four of us died or went to hospital forever. Um, but yeah, this show is dark. It like people straight up get fucking murdered. We see two, like, I guess child soldiers, maybe, or just young soldiers get sniped in the head. Uh, and I was like, oh, because the first shot I was like, oh, maybe it's paintball because it seemed like they were doing like a paintball exercise in the machines earlier on during the the part of the series where I think we were both dizzy and like, what the fuck is happening? But then uh, you see the other kid get shot and you're like, oh, no, that was that went in his head. That was a that was a bullet. All right. Um and then, uh, yeah, the Gallarhorn military attacks there. Are they in a camp or something? Or are they just mm-hmm. stopping? I don't even know. They got they got to Earth? Are they on Earth? No, I that was their base are. on Mars. Oh, okay, they're on Mars. And from there, they will escort the princess to Earth. Right, okay, thank you. Yeah, so Gallarhorn military is somehow there, and uh, they attack. And so the, the name of the group of like ragtag young people orphans who all pilot shirtless because they got to get to the jacks. Um, they are the third group they're called. And they're also there with another member of the CSG. I think they're called the crease security group. Uh, the first battalion or first group or whatever. And they're a bunch of dumb assholes. And we know that immediately because they do dumb asshole things right off the bat where they try to yell at Orga. Who's the cool guy with cool haircut leader of the third group. And, uh, they're yelling at him and he's like, well, who's the enemy? And they're like, oh, we don't know. And he's like, okay, well, how are you going to, how are we going to do this? What are you guys going to do while we defend the Ojo-sama back here? And they're like, we'll go around to the back and hit them. You know, we'll hit them from two angles at once. And then they go around to the back behind the enemy and they just try to leave. They just try to flee and leave the third group to die. Um, But I guess they knew that was going to happen. And so they had Biscuit, the chubby guy, um, put signal flares on the first groups like equipment. So they accidentally like light off a bunch of signal flares, which kind of splits up the earth army to go after them. And, uh, the earth people bring out some Gundams, some MSGs, some monosodium glutamates. And, uh, they're like, we're fucked. There's a bunch of Gundams and we're in these stupid little go-kart industrial mining machines or whatever. But then we see that in the beginning of the episode, they had they have a Gundam in storage and they're like, no one can be here. This is an old ancient machine and no one's allowed to look at it. And at some point they said, fuck that. And they sneakily put in the sort of main character, Mika, uh, to interface with the machine, even though it really fucks him up. Mm-hmm. His nose it's is a cold blooded dude, that Mika, though. 
Yeah, he's like an emo boy, but respectable. He's very cold. He's, he's And he has no interest in women. <laughs> is that true? They kind of say that in the beginning, his friends are like, oh, Mika doesn't care about women. Mm, but he likes the bracelet he receives from that little girl. Yeah. He keeps smelling it. Oh, is that what he's doing? Oh, yeah, because don't they say at one point the kids are like, I bet she smells good mm. to the uh, about the uh, the noble woman. And he's like, well, she's human. <laughs> <laughs> he's no, not the noble cool. woman's bracelet. He gets a bracelet from that little like Mars girl. Atra yeah. or whatever her name is. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, yes, but yeah. I'm saying that they do think about how women smell, I think, because his friends oh, are like, I bet she smells good about um, Bernstein, whatever her name is. Uh, Bernstein Bears, I think. I think her name is Bernstein. No, it, no, it is. It is Bernstein, but it's like Edia or Adia something. Bernstein. It's Cur- It's not Cordelia. It's Cur. Amelia Cur- Bedelia. Curil. Could. Oh, hold on. I wrote it down. Cudelia. 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 Cudelia something. Bernstein. I think it's Philadelphia Cudelia. Um, Philadelphia Freedom. Yeah. So they're like, I bet she smells good. But then, yeah, he keeps smelling the bracelet, which I guess his younger Mars friend gave him. There's three characters who are named after treats. And then there's her who's named Atra. But we meet in the course of these first three episodes, characters named Biscuit, Cookie, and Cracker. So some real Toriyama food action happening here. Um, Tag yourself. I'm Biscuit. <laughs> I'm Cookie. I'm also cookie. What? I thought you'd be <laughs> cracker for sure. Why? Nobody wants to be cracker. You said you're not big into sweets. And I you, do like crackers. You like galletas or galleticas? I do like crackers. Okay, fine. I'm cracker. Yes. Because what are biscuits? Like, I don't have biscuits. Well, that's the thing. Depending on who you like ask, cookie. biscuits could be cookies. But I think cookie sounds cute. And so I would want to be called cookie just for that. That's true. Cracker sounds... And I am a cracker. M- like, mean. Or... um. Like, it sounds like a boy's name. Hmm. Cracker sounds like a boy's name. A white boy's name. <laughs> I've been called Cracker once in my life, I think. Uh-huh. Not more than once. Cool. Definitely once. Was it joking? No. Or, was, or were they mad? No, no. It was... It was. Oh, no. It was not good. It's okay. I was standing up for a friend. It was all good. Nothing really happened. Okay. What is the show about? Yeah, so uh, people get killed, and actually at the beginning of the show, we see the two kind of main characters are Mika and Orga. And part of the reason why I say that is because I just figured it out. Because <laughs> again, the show starts with a flashback, and then a flash forward, and there's yeah. other characters. Because we see Mika and Orga as adults, but then we see... One of those names is like Dijani or something? I don't know what his name is. Aquafina? Something. I don't know. Um, And I thought they were... I'm like, are these the same people? And I thought they were women too. Yeah. Like when they're in their tank tops working in the fields or whatever. Yeah. I was like, are these ladies? Or? And sometimes their pecs look like they're like pushed up. <laughs> like they're wearing push-up tanks? Like, they're, like they're, their pecs look like boobies sometimes. Mm. We found the sweet spot. <laughs> um, gonna keep watching now, baby. <laughs> that's right. This is gonna be like James in Pokemon. Um so yeah anyway it's these two kids and we see them when uh miles you'll remember uh when they're really young we just see orca and mika it's not orca orga sorry (laughs) he's not a big whale advising people to kill he is a killer whale though if he were you know 
Orcas are killer whales? Yes. All right. Okay. Mika's the killer, though. Never mind. A flashback where... Uh, Mika shoots Orga. No. Does yeah. he? Yeah, I thought he shot someone else. Because he's looking down the alley, right? I do see... I know that Orca... I know that Orga bleeds afterwards, but I thought they were... Oh, I thought, I thought he got shot. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. It is weird timing, but I thought it was like they had... The idea was they were bleeding because they had to kill someone. Like they were defending uh. themselves. And then he just turns, Mika turns to Orga and is like, what now? And he's like in a decent mood. He's not like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. He's just like, all right, now what? <laughs> I'm hungry. You want to get some food? Um, later, we see the rest of that flashback. He's like, we go and we keep moving. And so I guess it just establishes that they're runaways kind of. Um, but this sets up the whole idea that uh, Mika is someone who will kill for Orga. I guess the implication being that he just believes in Orga mm-hmm yeah he's the leader he's the you know you look up to him yeah and so we see uh mika execute at least four people um they shoot the first group leader once they get back with them the first group leader beats up orga being like why did you guys alert them to our position because they use those signal flares on them and he's like well why did you guys escape or try to leave uh and so orga takes a beating and then later they sedate them tie them up and then are like hey we're taking over csg the security group and you have to you know listen to us now and uh the main guy tries to be an asshole and be like well you know if you guys let us go now i'll spare your lives and then mika just kills him another guy tries to run at them he kills him um later he gets in a battle against an interesting character uh named clank i think (laughs) or is it crank it's clank or crank last name is like zelt it's a weird name. It's like Clank Zelt or something. It's just consonants. Yeah. It's just a bunch of sound effects. His name is bang, boom, bop, <laughs> fizzle, plop. Um, and uh, he fights him in a robot duel. He beats him in a robot duel despite being a child. And then Mika opens. It's really kind of funny how casual he is because they like get out of their mechs. And he's like, when we went to duel, you said what you would do if you lost the duel yeah um it's like you should have you should have figured you should have agreed on the on the rules beforehand well he says actually okay i think it's he says what you'll do if we lose but he didn't say what would happen if if i win if yeah. we win and jackie to your point earlier in the show they talk about winning something else i don't remember what and someone says well we've never thought about what we get if we win we only fight to not lose mm-hmm. i guess to like reinforce the idea that they're just like they can do whatever i mean i don't know about whatever but like they get away with a lot of this stuff because they're trying to survive mm-hmm. so the show i think is kind of trying to write away like yeah he's murdering people but it's part of war baby mm-hmm. what are you gonna do um so i don't know if this is a coincidence or if maybe it's part of that theme the idea of like here's the threat we don't yet have the the ground we don't have the standing yet to be like well what are we going to get out of it yeah we're just defending ourselves Mm -hmm. but it's just funny because he's like hey what happens if we win and the guy's like oh i don't know (laughs) uh and then he's like could you help me out he's like i can't end my own life now because he's injured Mm -hmm. and so mika for a second he looks like he's hesitating and i was wondering like is he gonna bring him in the guy wants to he wants to die because he can't uh like he can't go back to his people right that too yeah you know having lost so he needs to be killed in battle um and mika does that shit Mm -hmm. again i wasn't sure if he was gonna do it and then even after he did it i was like oh did he shoot around him and we're gonna see the guy 
being like, oh, I'm healing from my injuries. I think he and shot no. him in the middle of his sentence too. Like he was still Pretty talking. Much. He was yeah. still talking and <laughs> Mika's like, pow, pow, pow. he's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, you don't have to tell me twice. And it was a little shocking, like just that and the and sniping. He was, he was a good guy. He didn't want any child soldiers to die. Well, he wanted one to die. That's a good, that's a good compromise. It, I kind of agree. So <laughs> basically like these are all child soldiers and he and two other Gundam pilots were fighting in the first um, assault and he has them withdraw because he's like, they're child soldiers. They're probably not fighting of their own volition and uh, they already lost one of their guys. So he goes back and tells his evil earth Lord boss, like, Hey, they're kid soldiers and I really don't want to kill any of them. And the other guy's like, well, you were supposed to kill everyone, including the lady, Amelia Bedelia Bernstein. Uh, So get out there and do it. And if they're all children, just kill all the children. I don't give a shit. And so he's like, oh, man. Oh, geez. Now he's a little bit more put together than that. Oh, her name is Cordelia Ina Bernstein. Yes. Okay. Um, so his compromise is that he goes alone to them and, and just wants to duel one of the kids and says, if I win, then you give me the girl and all the other shit I want to happen happens. So it's like, yeah, I guess he's just like, this is the trolley problem for him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to ram the trolley into one child. So I don't have to murder so all these have childs. To have all of the everybody dying and all this war. Which is a little naive because his boss is clearly like, hey, kill everyone. And I don't care that they are children. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, because he says like, if I win this one duel, then I'll tell them to leave you alone. And it's like, I don't, I don't think you really have the standing to do that. You can't, you can't really do that. So I don't know if he was thinking like, maybe I'll die and I won't have to think about it. <laughs> Maybe they'll just kill me because I think he is kind of grappling. This character we barely know is grappling with like, fuck, I hate being a soldier. Like, I just got to do what people say, even if it's kill children. So I like him. I respect him. What do you think? Well, too bad he's dead. Yeah. They also introduced these two other dudes who were like inspectors, which like added to my confusion because I don't know what role they have to play, but they're like on board the gyalhorn ship is one of them the one named mcgillis farid with the blonde hair i think yes he's sitting in the chair he in his first sentence i was like that's the rohan voice actor and i was right Uh... takahiro sakurai i will always know your voice mainly because i think of you creeping around a sign to say to koichi koichi kun koichi kun (laughs) really creepy uh sorry make that your alarm Oh, I don't want that. No, no. Uh, so those guys confuse me because I don't know what faction they're a part of. Also, they added to my just feeling from watching the show that everyone in the show is gay. Mm. Oh, there's definitely some there's some gay vibes. And I like that the show has it's a lot of fan service for girls or people attracted to men because it's just a bunch of shirtless buff dudes. They're very they're jacked. Buff. They're yeah. jacked. Oh, okay. Um, so I looked up what they were saying for that interface thing, and they were saying Alaya Vijnana, which comes from the Sanskrit term, uh, which is Alaya Vijnana, and it means storehouse of consciousness. Um, and it is part of the Yogacara school of Mahayana Buddhism. Mm. It's part of the consciousness affirming school. Um, I just want to say, in, rest in peace, Aaliyah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I liked her song, Rock the Gundam. Mm. That was a good one. 
Anyway. I like the movie she was in with Jet Li. Exit Wounds? Romeo Must Die? I think it was Romeo Must Die. With DMX. Yeah. I think I'm thinking of Exit Wounds because DMX is in that. She was also in Queen of the Damned, which I never got to see, but I always wanted to see. I hear it's ass. I still want to see it. I hear it's really bad too, but I still want to see it. (laughs) Listeners, pledge to our Patreon for a special Queen of the Damned episode. Oh my God. Where we watch all of the films of Aaliyah. (laughs) <laughs> including the music video for get yourself up and try again which is just probably it's called cl- try again try again which is probably just clips of romeo must die actually now that i think about it it, it is <laughs> it's from that movie right she's dancing and i think there's the romeo must die clips in the background it's yeah. cool though man remember that i feel like any of us could be music video producers if we were like all right we got a studio with like a backdrop we're gonna have you and some dancers i think we have a lighting guy and then we'll just cut in clips of the movie you're really yeah. here to promote and then you're like done music video top 10 baby it's still you got to get the choreography right it's no. so hard you got to uh, do all these costume changes they they know? know all about how to do that shit they figure <laughs> it out that's that's their people maybe okay you just call somebody you just call choreography 1-800 choreography and you're like hey can you make somebody dance how do you do how do you do it <laughs> what are the buttons make them dance uh for voice connections by the way mika the cold-blooded motherfucker who leads this show maybe it's kind of an ensemble cast uh, is the same voice actor as Teranosuke from uh, Jojo Part 4, who I think is the Enigma guy. I think that's the stand user. Teranosuke. Such a cool word. Um, yeah, the Enigma boy. <laughs> Originally, the character didn't have a name. They were just referred to as Enigma boy. Um, it's like what the pee boy. Part. Yeah, just like pee boy Poco um mcgillis is indeed rohan and maruba who we barely see but they're he's the coward uh president of i think the whole csg security group uh he is um josuke's grandpa ryohei higashikata who uh dies from alcohol i mean aqua necklace disguised as alcohol rest in peace yeah, but if he had just avoided the devil's drink, he would still be alive today. That's true. If only he threw don't, that bottle away and drank some seltzer. Don't drink, kids. Or otherwise, uh, a stand will kill you from the inside. Mm. You don't want that. Uh, here are some notes that I have. Um, I So I wrote down that the... The design is definitely very different from 8th MS Team. 8th MS Team feels a little bit more realistic. Things are a little bit more muted in color. This show is not going all out. And Miles, I have not watched Gundam Wing, but I get the feeling this is still not as cartoony and colorful. Is that fair? Yeah, I like... I don't know. So... I can't really explain why, but it does look very different. Like everyone seems like longer, except for Mika, I guess. But everyone like it's it's more gothic to me for some reason. And I don't even know if I'm saying the right things. You remember that show uh, about Alexander the Great? It was like an anime no. that was on Cartoon Network. I want to say it was like Eon Flux or something like that. I, Eon Flux is a show, but that's like a futuristic show with a cyborg lady. So is that uh, it? It's the same company that did that, but like everyone in that is like kind of long. It's not to that extent, but like it just stood out to me how like gaunt and like elongated people were. 
Yeah, I like that about it. And it makes sense because they're all supposed to be hungry, like, exploited kids. Are you thinking mm. of Rain the Conqueror? Yes. Okay, cool. I remember that I've was never on heard of that. Adult Swim or something. I watched an episode or two. Okay. But everyone in that show was long boys. Yeah, yeah. I just see the I just see the cover art and it's a it's a long boy on there. It's a Korean Japanese anime. It's based on a wow. novel of the same name from a Japanese dude. Anyway, um, yeah, I like that design, and it is weird that Mika kind of stands out from that. He is shorter, and mm-hmm. he has big, dumb Detective Conan eyes. Then when I first saw him, I was like, this is some child shonen bullshit. And then thematically and violence-wise, it was more mature than I was expecting. And I was like, oh, I like this. People dying, sort of gray area morality happening here with, you know, murder. And I wonder Child if, like, eventually Mika will have to reckon with all of the violence that he's done. Like, because I'm sure he's, like, justified it as, like, like you said, like, as an act of survival. But I, I can see the show eventually forcing him to go, like, uh, was that bad? I think you're right. I think he will. Maybe it's the kind of thing where he's just, like, fuck. Maybe, I don't know, maybe at some point Orga, you know, he's, like, uh, maybe he's having him do stuff that really isn't that obviously like we're just killing the guy who almost got us killed. We're just killing the guy who tried to kill us. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, yeah. I don't remember what else I was saying before that. Um, there's a scene where they kind of, when they're kind of trying to do some like of the political backdropping, they talk about the Mars independence movement. And at one point they cut to a shot of like, female protesters who are just in their underwear and they have like Mars independence like painted on their bodies and stuff and I thought that was only done when it's like a specific like women's issue do they do that in like general political protest women just out in underwear and stuff with the cause written on them mm. I don't really know any women so I don't know oh I, That's fair. I think it uh it's a Depends. If it can, yeah, usually not. I think, but I don't know. It's a way. It's a way to bring attention to your cause or to bring attention to what you're doing. So, I could see it be used for whatever. Okay. You could put like Medicare for all on your belly while you're in a bikini. Why not? People okay. will look at you. People will look at you and be like, "What's that all about? What's happening here?" Uh, I also have a note here: ass fruit. Mm-hmm. At one point, the very young kids that are just on the base are laughing at like a tomato or a space tomato that looks like a butt. It's just like the beginning of a scene for no reason. And I want to know who came up with that. And if they are actually like credited on the writing staff and if they're not, why not? What is that called in like sitcoms? Like chuff? Chuff. Yeah. I think Mm. chuff. Um, Good chuff. I love the idea of writing that stuff. Um, and, uh, there's a guy from the first group who does decide like, fuck it, I'll work with, you know, I, I don't want to get killed. I'll work for these dumbasses, these weirdos that, you know, just took us over who looks like Hitler. Uh, he just straight up has a Hitler stash. Mm. Uh, he's an asshole much like Hitler. Uh, it's a little weird. I don't know why that's there. Hot take Mark. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall. I liked this show. Um, I think that it it felt a little bit like 
Garen Lagan to me, where it's just like a band of kids, of mostly boys, uh, revolting against something and uh, sort of coming together um, in that spirit. I, I don't know. Um, so it feels a bit like that. And although I didn't really see much of 8th MS team, it it's a little bit more spirited than that, but it doesn't feel like some of the shonen stuff that to me is a little bit too kitty and I'm kind of like, I don't know. This this is a a bit more mature than that and not just because it has a bunch of blood and stuff. I think thematically it's a little bit more interesting. Did you like that everyone's jacked? I did like that. I think more people should be jacked, but not me. <laughs> I can't work that hard. Um yeah, I don't know how they stretch this into be into fifty episodes. I have to wonder how it changes. Mm. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Well, I was wondering that especially at the beginning of episode three, like after the attack had taken place, I was like, okay, so now where is this going? But it yeah. seems like next they will still escort the princess to Earth, which they said is a five month journey. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that. Okay. Yeah. So, so maybe advent- it just. Yeah, it's their adventures doing that. Well, yeah, so they, you know, again, they take over the CSG the C- or CGS, whatever, and they rename it to Tekadon at the end of episode three, which means like iron flower. It's like a flower that never quite wilts or lilts. Um, so, yeah, it seems like they're then like, okay, we are now like our own organization. And I guess we'll finish taking this woman to Earth, which I, I don't know if that means that they are inherently like mars like if they are interested in mars independence or if they're politically neutral or if they don't want to be um penalized for not finishing their mission when they were technically still csg i don't know um we don't know because we didn't keep watching because that would be too much to say too much to talk about um but i am interested in following up um it was apparently the first Gundam to air in the U.S. after Sci-Fi. I didn't know Sci-Fi aired Mobile Suit Gundam Zero Zero. Mm. Um, as far as the music goes, I liked the ending, even though it was more laid back. And I wish there were some more spirited EDs in the shit that we were watching. I thought the OP was okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was all okay. I, I nothing about about the music stood out to me. Miles, did any music really grab you or not really? No, I didn't even watch it. Damn, why not? I don't know. I just just wanted to get to the thing, you know? Damn. All right. You were the one who last episode or so was like, we didn't talk about the OP. Yeah, that's true. But that's because, well, the thing with Haikyuu is they change the OP a lot. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, I feel like I remember... I think that's true for Bake Monogatari as well, because I saw a credit that was like opening episode four, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and after um, a while... Or no, like, we did see it. I can't listen to a whole new song again. Forget a it. A whole new song. Don't, don't you know, dare a, close your ears. I have mixed feelings about OPs in general, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think a lot of the time they're better than the actual anime. <gasps> Maybe even better than the actual format of anime itself. Um, yeah, if no one has anything else to say, I think we should wrap this baby up, put it in the baby factory. Well, fitting you say that because this is our Christmas episode. 
Is it? Holy shit. So when you yeah. when you say that, you're talking about the baby of Jesus. No, I'm saying like wrap up like a Christmas present. Oh. I thought the legend of Christmas was that they took baby Jesus and wrapped him up in wrapping paper and gave him to the world. And the world unwrapped it and they were like, just tear it open. Don't worry about not ripping the wrapping paper. Oh my God. Is this that movie Mother? Yeah. Oh, okay. This podcast, we're going to finally say it, is directed by Darren Aronofsky. And I'm Jennifer Lawrence. Oh my God. Anyway, we're definitely out of shit to say. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, follow us on Twitter at JJBPod. Email us your thoughts. Uh, you can even say what Gundam we should watch next, but we probably won't watch another Gundam. No. Uh, but you Sorry. can email us whatever at JoJo'sBizarrePod at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash JJBPod. I'm going to try to stream every day next week. Woo! I've decided. What? yeah i don't know what it's gonna be about uh but it's not gonna be long but i'll stream some random shit someone recommended yakuza zero a while ago and i bought it so hey you should stream um that you know that that game among us that aoc did that's what all the kids are doing right i that game is too nervous i'm Mm -hmm. i'm sweaty (laughs) i don't want it i would play it if it was like the four of us or like a few other people that I really like, we but should, beyond that, it, you just get so us, nervous lying. The three of us for the pod. You can't. You can't do Why? three. It's just not enough for people to like do stuff off to the side. Oh, you know, you, you have to be f- how many? Oh, I see. There, it's a. I, I've never played this. Play this game. I just watched AOC play it. <laughs> Plus, like once you're if you play with three people and one person dies, then it's over. You know who you're it like, is. You're like, oh yeah. fucker. You know, you can't really do anything <laughs> That's with true. it. Anyway, um, we will never play Among Us. Have a good week. We'll talk to you. Um, next week, which is still 2020. Sorry about that. Merry Christmas. I love you. Merry Christmas. Bye. Malikalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway.